Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Blondest Podcast. I am your host, Savannah Nicole Boda. I'm your co-host, Tyler John Jacoby. Aww. Oh, I took my headphones off and you're so much louder without the headphones. Like when you're in my ear, you're quieter than... Outside? Yeah. Aww. Or maybe you just came in strong. I always come in strong. I'm a very, um... What's the word? My voice travels. Projecting? Projectile. It's like a projectile vomit, but of the voice. Okay. Fair enough. That's Fair enough. how I feel. Yeah. Paul always tells us, uh, like, they have to adjust our volumes because she's really loud and then I'm really quiet. So like a little like, mouse. Got to bring me up. My little rat. Scary, scary. Mouse. I'll take mouse. I really detest. What about a gerbil? The- anyway, today we're doing a and a Can you be a gerbil? Can I tell a story? I don't know what story, so it makes me nervous. Okay, well, a gerbil is a rat with a longer tail. No. Yes. No. Yes. Really? A gerbil. I thought a gerbil is like a hamster. A gerbil is a hamster with a long tail. You said a gerbil is a rat with a longer tail. It's longer and fluffier. Anyways, did you have gerbils? Are you the gerbil expert? Because I had two. This is a gerbil. Yeah, they're cute. You said a rat. They're, that's they're a rodent like a family. Rat. Look at its tail. Oh, they're so cute. Well, anyways, I had two gerbils, Taz Taz and Gus Gus. And <laughs> I'm sorry. What's funny? Keep going. No, I want to know what's so funny. It's just... Taz Taz and Gus Gus. So it's... How old were you? Like 14. Oh, that didn't help. Okay. <laughs> anyways, Taz Taz had a tumor. Oh, no. I know. Did you like bring it to a vet? No, it's expensive. No, I know, but like, how did you know it had a tumor? Because it had a growth on the side of its body, and then it started. And this is sad. So, trigger warning, trigger warning. I say it one more time. Trigger warning. Okay. And so you're supposed to say what the trigger warning is. I don't know what it would classify cannibalism. Oh, <laughs> okay. Self mutilation. I don't know. Okay, go on. Depression, suicide. Okay. All the trigger warnings. <laughs> okay. Anyways, Taz Taz. So, okay, what happens with animals usually when they have a growth, like they try to eat it out of their body because they don't know what else to do. So they try to get it gone. So he was like eating at his tumor. And it was like really sad because he had like an open wound and he would like eat at it every day. And so I'd put band-aids on it and stuff and he'd like rip the band-aids off and eat at it. And like, I literally watched him like eat himself. Okay. And so then this was Taz Taz? Taz Taz. Okay. And then Gus Gus went into a depression and starved himself. So trigger warning anorexia. And he, (laughs) it's not funny. It's not. This is literally the most morbid, sad, gerbil story ever. I know, but it was the trigger warning anorexia. I'm sorry. That was just so ridiculous. It was. He literally would not eat. He wouldn't eat any of his seeds. I'd bring him his favorite. She's crying. I don't know if she's crying because she's laughing because she's sad or a mix of both. I would bring him his favorite little yogurt bites and he would not eat them. (laughs) He was so depressed. And so he died from starvation. So anyways... Not you starting off the Q&A crying over Taz Taz and Gus Gus. It was fucked. Taz Taz was brown and Gus Gus was gray. Like the cute one from Cinderella. And then Taz Taz was like the Tasmanian devil. That's why he was brown. Okay. Okay. Anyways, sorry guys to start off with that the first three minutes. But 
And then at one time I had a gerb, not a gerbil, um, a guinea pig. Her name was Holly. And she was fat as fuck. She was huge. She was the biggest guinea pig in the store. And so... Oh, I, you got her large. Yeah, she was huge. And then she just kept getting bigger. And then one day when I was sleeping, I started hearing all this like moaning, like, like that. And she was giving birth, I know, to a baby. And then she gave birth to her baby and then she became a big old bitch and she would not let me touch her or her baby. She'd bite the shit out of me. <laughs> so they gave her to a guinea pig rescue. She was so mean. Like she was such a nice guinea pig. And then she like literally became mama bear. And then as soon as she gave birth to that baby, like she was like, don't fucking pet me. Don't touch my baby. Like she literally like bit my finger so hard. It like drew blood. And so we gave her to a guinea pig rescue because I was like, I'm not just going to like stare at you. Like, yeah. You know, like I want to pet you and hold you. Your parents got you a lot of animals. Yeah. And then uh, my brother had a hedgehog and he was giving it a bath. He was like seven or eight. He was giving this hedgehog a bath. This is actually a really fucked up story too. Trigger warning, drowning. (laughs) Jesus Christ. This is why you don't give kids pets. (laughs) Period. No, it's like the funniest story to me because, okay, my dad was like kind of like bigger at the time too. Anyways, okay, I just will never forget this whole th- this whole story. So my brother has this um, hedgehog, okay, he's like seven, and he gives it like a little bath, but the bathtub wasn't like super full, it's just like a little bit, okay, and this like, he like rolled over on his back and like drowned in the water, and my brother like came back, and he was like not breathing, and then like freaking out, and then my dad like was in the, all I remember is like walking down the stairs, and like at my parents' house, like, you can walk down the stairs and it's just a big window and you can see straight into the backyard. And my dad's just, like, massive at this point. And there's this little hedgehog and he has a straw down its throat and he's blowing air into it and doing compressions. Like, my dad is, like, in boxer shorts, like... Giving CPR. CPR to, like, with a straw into this hedgehog, like, giving compressions to it. And I'm just like, what the fuck is happening this Sunday morning? But anyways, that's it. That's all my animal tragedies I have for today. Okay. Honestly, Slay Jerry. Yeah. He tried to save his life. Didn't work. Yeah. He was long gone. Yeah. Sad, though. Okay. So, What are we doing today? We are doing a Q&A that you you guys sent in anonymous questions. And I think it'll maybe be a mix of skincare and personal, maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mostly skincare because that's all anyone wants from me. No one wants to know about my life. They just want me for my skin information. That's okay. That's, That's what I'm what here you're for. There for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so first question, skin treatments or products, which should we prioritize and why? Definitely products because you're touching your face every single day, twice a day, and your professional only touches you once a month if they're lucky. So if you think about it this way, I always explain this analogy to people. Let's say you have two people that are trying to get fit and healthy, okay? You have one who's eating fruits and vegetables every single day, eating super healthy, you know, no fast food, but they're not going to the gym at all, not working out. And then you have another person who's going to the gym once a month, but eats McDonald's every day, ice cream, chips. Who do you think at the end of the month is going to be more fit and closer to their fitness goals? The person who's eating good, right? Same thing with skincare. So you can't just, you know, Go work out once a month and then eat like trash and expect, you know, your body to look good. Same thing with skincare. You can't just go get a facial and then use bad products or no products at home and expect for your skin to be good. Everything is about consistency. So products truly are the most important thing. And I've cleared so much skin, helped so many people without doing any treatments on them. 
best product to cure folliculitis? Ooh, I would have to say mandelic acid for sure. I love mandelic for folliculitis. I love mandelic, period. It's so good. It's My skin requires it. Mm-hmm. Mandelic acid is my favorite alpha hydroxy acid because it's so versatile, so gentle. It's so good for aging, pigment, acne. I mean, God, it does everything. Deserted Island with only Ulta Sephora products. What do you buy? Okay. <laughs> and just because I'm saying this doesn't mean I recommend it. Okay. I need to look at their... Can I see your phone? I need to drop my memory. I need to see like a Sephora like list of things, of brands. I need to like think. Okay, if I had to pick a cleanser... I'd go with... The fresh cleanser. Yeah, I'd probably go with the fresh cleanser too. Let me look. And then I would do SK2. Nah. Yeah. Nah. It, like, I feel like my skin was fine when I used it. Okay. I don't know if it actually was like a placebo. So expensive. Tyler was a bougie bitch. Um, and I would do probably honestly, I, I would, would use be the tatcha using Tatcha water cream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. I used to be a Tatcha girly for <laughs> sure too. before. I, I like don't hate Tatcha. I, do I think it's going to give you results? No. But no. do I think it's going to hurt your skin? No. Um, yeah. Let's see. I'd probably build. I'm on skincare. Uh, so you could look at the difference. Okay. Let's go for moisturizers. I would use the Tatcha water cream. Would you? Yep. I have to go with the ones that I've used though. I'd probably do. The Belief. Yep. The True Aqua Cream. I'd probably do that one. Yep. That's what I would do. Okay, let's see. I would not use anything Sunday Riley. Nope. Trash. Trash. Cleansers. Let's see. Is that that bagel? It's smelling real good. <laughs> I have a bagel over here. I would use the Youth to the People Superfood Antioxidant Cleanser. That's what I would do. Oh, I use that before too, yeah. That's what I would do, go with for a cleanser. Okay, now let's go for treat like treatment serums and things like that. Um, I would probably be doing... Where would you get your retinol from? Oh. <laughs> yes. oh it's hard. It's hard. Okay. For like a hydrating serum, what would I do? What would I do? I'd probably go with Paula's Choice Retinol. I would. I would go with Paula's Choice Retinol for hyaluronic. Man. I don't know, guys. Probably the inky list. <laughs> I mean, put a gun to my head. Damn. <laughs> this is a fun question. Whoever submitted this. And sunscreen, kudos. honestly, I would just do Super Goop. Even though I did fucking hate Supergoop. What about Alta MD? That's not at Sephora. Really? Mm-mm. Where did they sell that? It's kind of expensive. Isn't it like 40-something bucks? Yeah. Yeah, I would go with... Yeah. They said Ulta. Is it at Ulta? Ulta MD? Mm-mm. Oh. It's like a Durham brand. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. That's what I would do, guys. Thank you for that awful question. <laughs> You're going to have nightmares now that you're stuck on it. And then I know something like, Savannah Boda recommends. <laughs> da, 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 da. And it's like, no, if I was literally could only use that, that is what I would do. But better than nothing. We've already used these products, y'all, and we don't. So that should say <laughs> something. Yeah. Like, um, What are your favorite designer items that you own? My Birkin. Fair. 
I would say that's about it. And I like my little Chanel purses here and there, but my pride and joy is my Birkin because I worked my ass off for that thing. My favorite is those Prada shoes. Which ones? The loafers? The ones with like the, the like platform, like the loafers. No, they're like the, they're like almost like, like Converse or Vans or something like that style shoe. Oh, the tennis shoes, the sneakies. I love those. Yeah, those are cute. Those are my favorite, but I'm more of like a shoes type person. I love my Celine glasses, the little um, circle ones that make me look like a bug. (laughs) I love them. If y'all don't know this, Savannah is a sunglass. Whore. 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 It's slut. A dirty little sunglass slut. I have like eight in my bag. Like, and I carry, like, my bag is so heavy because I have like 80. I fucking love sunglasses. Yeah. Like, some people are shoe people. I'm a glasses girly. You're a glasses and a fragrance girly. Yeah. I love fragrances. Um, Have you ever had any clients whose skin better just did not work for? Um, no, I have not. I've had some clients, you know, have issues with niacinamide and there is a lot of niacinamide in Skin Better products. So I would say that would be like the only thing. Um, but some people don't just need Skin Better. They need other ingredients as well, like acne products and things like that. What do you think of melasma on people that go to the gym a lot? I have a trainer, female, full of melasma. Her trainer has melasma? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard when you're sweating a lot and you have a lot of heat in the skin. So kind of in my last podcast episode, I was alluding to it, but I didn't really talk about it. So I was going to talk about it probably on this podcast anyway, because I'm pretty sure I saw a question about it on there somewhere. But when I was in Florida, I got some pigment on my face and you guys know I reapply my sunscreen every two hours. I use the best and most protective broad broad spectrum sunscreen. And um, I also use vitamin C. I also use tyrosinase inhibitors to prevent and correct pigment, but I still got pigment and I wanted to explain why that is. So not only does the sun cause pigment, but it can also be caused from heat. So even if you're using all of the right products, there's different pathways of pigmentation. So sun exposure, heat, medications, there's a lot of things that can trigger your pigment. It's not just the sun. So even if you are using all the right products, but you have heat in the skin, you're in the sauna, you're doing hot yoga, you're just outside in the hot heat this summer, your pigment can be triggered. And that's why I say it's so important after someone gets an invasive treatment or a chemical peel that they can't work out one because of the sweat. You don't want any sweat on fresh skin like that because it can just cause irritation in the pore. And two, it can trigger those melanocytes. So the melanocytes are the cells that produce pigmentation in the skin. And when they're triggered, they're going to overproduce and cause more pigment. So I had heat-related pigmentation this trip, which I've never had before in my life. I was shocked. Like, I was like, did I fall? Is that a bruise? But it's pigment. Um, So... It is very normal. And to answer your question, yes, if she's doing a lot of, you know, having a lot of heat in the skin from working out, 100% can be, you know, a trigger for her. Can you talk about Hail and Hush? Um, I like their bio relief powder. I think they have some good products, but I don't know too much about the rest of the line to like be able to fully form an opinion and feel comfortable speaking on it publicly. How did you come up with your cat's names? So They are better than Taz Taz and Gus Gus. Okay, slander. Um, I think I've always named pets really good. I had Ham Ham, which was my hamster. And then Holly was my guinea pig and her baby was Molly. And then I also had fish that had good names growing up. So I've always been really good at naming pets. But Athena, 
She was either going to be Tinsel or Athena. What with Athena? But Tinsel would have been really fitting for her. Yeah, Tinsel would have been <laughs> 10 times more fitting now that you see her. Tinsel. It's such a stupid name. I'm sorry if anyone has named their child or pet Tinsel, but I think it's just such a bad name. Um, Nova and Nala, I wanted them to have twin names and like sound similar. So I just Googled names that start with an N. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing really good today. Happy. Reunited with me. I missed you. Um, hmm. What shows do you watch? Are you a Vanderpump fan? Any reality TV? I don't like reality TV too much. I used to growing up, but now that I'm older, I feel like it's just junk. I really can't get into it. Like the only thing I really liked was Real Housewives of Dallas because they're in Dallas and I liked seeing like where they're eating and it's just fun to like kind of like spot things like I know where that is, you know, um, and I liked that it was in Dallas, obviously, but I don't really like reality TV shows. I really just think it's junk. I do like The Bachelor, though, but I don't really count that as reality TV because it's so staged. You liked the deck one? Oh, Below Deck. Is yeah, I yeah I watched that when I was um, when Cyrus was new. No, Cyrus was a newborn when oh, I, okay. I binged the shit out of that. I did like that. Okay, favorite shows. I like the summer I turned pretty. That was really. I good. freaking can't wait. Season two comes out soon. Really? Yeah. Remember, and, I cried. So good, so good. And then I really liked um, Little Fires Everywhere. You I wouldn't know that, that one. Nope. I liked What If. That was really good. Um, Tell Me Lies, so good. I haven't seen any of these. Yeah, I just like that kind of vibe of shows. So, Do you read books? I don't. I don't. I'm not a book reader. I'm too busy. I wish. And like, honestly, I have this thing where like when I'm reading something, it's like my eyes are reading the words, but it's not, it's like not being retained in my head. So like I could read an entire book and not know what happened. Like, cause I feel like I'm just so focused on reading the words cause I'm a little dyslexic that like, I don't know if that makes sense to other people, but that's like, was my biggest struggle in school and stuff is like when I'm looking at something, I feel like my eyes are just reading the words, but I'm not like mentally reading it. You have a trouble focusing. Yeah. And, like, I think during the time that I'm, like, retaining the information, but then I flip the page and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I just read. <laughs> like, I need to go back. I don't know what this one means. Let me read it. Interesting. Oh. Um, you can read that. I don't understand. Do you ever get tired of saying the same thing every single day? How long does it take? I think they're asking, like, do I get tired of, like, posting about the same products every single day? And how long does it take me? I don't because I don't think the same people see my – I mean, people that are big fans of mine, I think, you know, obviously check my story every day. But I think there are times where I still get questions like, what's your favorite sunscreen? And it's like, my girly, like, yeah. so we not follow me, you yeah. know? And so that's why I like to keep it consistent and share it on my stories because I do think there are people that miss those things and, like, aren't seeing my stories every single day. Um, and then, too, like, I just like to have that information out there. And how long does it take it takes a long time but i love what i do and education is super important to me what peel can i do at home peel pads from skin better are amazing but they're not going to actually make you peel but they're going to give you the results of a peel um over time can you do virtual cosmo yeah you can do cosmo on virtually oh that's what maybe they're asking i thought they meant like on themselves without a professional's guidance. Mm. 
You what? I was gonna make a joke, but then I was like, probably shouldn't. Probably shouldn't. It's gonna say you can order a peel solution online and throw it on your face. Yeah, see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry guys. Um, Just burped very loud. How do I know if my skin barrier is stripped? I would answer for you, but I don't know the answer. Yeah, you do. Um, Take a shot. I'm scared. This is not what I signed up for. I would say, um, are you trying to say my skin barrier stripped? What are you looking at? No, I was trying to get my bagel mouth out of the way. Okay. Oh, um, your skin is overly sensitive. Mm-hmm. It gets irritated, red, red irritated. Inflamed. Really easily. Can look dehydrated. Flaky. Flaky. Crusty. Burning. Yeah. Kind of like, like an STD, but mm, on your face. Interesting. Inflamed. Yeah. Did you work for It's a Secret Med Spa? I did. <laughs> I trained for them too. It's funny. What is the difference in picking and extracting? And how do I know when to extract? Extracting is... Sorry, guys. I'm so fucking hungry. Extracting is when a licensed professional Mm -hmm. who has training... Uses a tool and does it the right way. Yeah, it's a controlled way of extracting... Picking, yeah, is like when you're just like scratching at it and messing with it, trying to get it off your face. It's yeah, not and like, like squeezing and like yeah, you're like attacking it. Yeah, I would say this is probably really morbid, but this is like what just came into my head. Extractions like more of like an assassin that just comes like with a silencer and just like yeah, boom. And then I would say picking is kind of like just a rogue like stab attack. Okay, yeah. you know, like a more messy murder mm-hmm. of the pimple. Versus just like a little silenced gun where you don't even know it's coming and you're dead. And like when you're picking, when you're picking, like you're more likely to scar it and cause damage. Yeah. And like you can spread the bacteria Mm -hmm. and like have damage the surrounding skin. Yeah. You have more breakouts in the same area. Like Mm -hmm. you can you can pick one pimple and then the next day you'll have like four more pimples. Because that bacteria can spill into the pores around it and infect those pores. Yep. So don't pick, but do get a What was the second question? How to um, extract or how do you know when to extract? Yeah. How do I know when to extract? So I don't extract anything that's inflamed because it's going to cause scarring. So um, I would just spot treat it, ice it, take zinc. But things that are like, you know, little white heads or black heads that you can safely extract, like I would extract those. Yeah. Like you wouldn't extract like cystic acne, right? Never. Yeah. Ever. Uh Uh-uh. I love an everything bagel, but damn, they're messy. And this bagel place, they actually put the everything bagel seasoning inside the bagel. So good. I put Savannah onto this bagel shop. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, honestly, the town we grew up in, Farmham, it has like these, the most like little niche, but like best places for little things. Mm-hmm. Like you will not find a better bagel mm-hmm. in the city. Mm-hmm. You will not find a better cup of coffee than a novel coffee roasters. Mm-hmm. So good. So like these little like weird niche things. It's so nice because it's literally like five minutes from my house. Yeah. 
Because one time we were in Dallas and we were trying to find somewhere to get a bagel at and like everything is just like so poorly rated and like it mm-hmm. doesn't look good. The pictures don't look good. And mm-hmm. then that's like little tiny like hole in the wall and Flower Mound is like almost five stars. Like people love it. They're from like she lived in New York and then she lived in Philly. So like, you know, it's like that real like authentic bagel. Yeah. And she says you can't warm up a bagel. Yeah. She said she says toasting a bagel ruins the love Mm-hmm. The flavor of the bagel. It's mm-hmm. like if you toast a bagel, it's like basically like you can just buy store-bought bagels because like it changes the bagel. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like the same. Yeah, so I eat cold bagels she, now. She can toast it if you want me to have it toasted next no. time. You can try it. I like it like this. It's like just so good. Uh-huh. I'm pregnant and I hear retinol is not good. Which products could I use instead? Well, you can use retinol. If you ask your doctor and they approve it. But instead, I would just use alpha hydroxy acids and peptides. That's an orgasm. Oh. Can you tell us about your first O experience? How? I'm still waiting. (laughs) (laughs) Well... (laughs) I would say... You have to be comfortable with your body and you want a bagel? Mm-hmm. You hungry? All the orgasm talk got you yeah, wanting a bagel. Got me a little. So I want to clarify because I've had older podcasts where I've talked about this and my husband is great and bad. I wouldn't have married him if he wasn't. But the issue was I'm so open and honest with you guys on this podcast. Like, if you listen to this, like, you're my home homeboy, homegirl. We're friends, okay? <clears throat> I am going to talk about something that I've kind of talked about before. I think I've talked about it. I don't know. I've been doing this podcast for a long time. I'm pretty sure I have. But I'm just going to go ahead and say, like, major, 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 major trigger warning. Like, not, like, Gus Gus eating his tumor and stuff like that. Like, or Taz, Taz, not Gus Gus like sexual assault trigger warning okay so when I was younger I was touched by a babysitter and I think I didn't know what happened to me until like a couple years ago but I think I stored like a lot of like trauma in my like sexual experiences so I feel like I was very like reserved and I didn't like enjoy sex and I just felt like I had this like block I guess um I think that happens to a lot of people that were sexually abused at a young age. And for me, it was like a really big thing. And I just like didn't feel comfortable in my own body. And like when I, you know, I just felt very insecure too about the way I looked. And just, I feel like I was like always in my head when I was having sex, even like with my husband. Like, I feel like I just could never fully like relax and enjoy it. I feel like I was just like stressed out about like the intimacy was almost like scary for me to be so like vulnerable and like intimate with someone in that way. Like it was just like, Like, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't, like, I didn't feel comfortable to be, like, freaky or, like, you know, like, it was just, like, awkward for me. Like, I just felt very uncomfortable and very awkward. So, I had nothing to do with Lance and, like, everything to do with, like, me just, like, being very, like, tight and reserved and just, like, rigid, I feel. And so, I feel for me to have my first, like, experience with that. And then also, too, like, I'm not, like, 
very like big into like female masturbation like I just I'm on a lot of Zoloft you guys like I always have been on a lot of antidepressants so it really like shit is shit for your libido like I don't have like a sex drive like I'm not like a horny person like I've never been a horny person like I don't wake up and like oh my god I just really want to like have sex right now like that's just not my personality um so it's hard definitely for me like I have to be like in the mood for it and I have to like kind of like get myself in the mood for it to you know obviously be there for my husband because I'm just like not that person that's just gonna like be like let's have sex you know yeah so anyway I think for me to experience that first experience I had to like you know do some healing with my sexual trauma and I had to also like be more comfortable in my body and I had to like actually like relax like I had to get high (laughs) honestly and smoke some weed and get out of my head because I'm so like anal and like uptight And I just like never relax. And like, I feel like every time I was even having sex, like I'd be like thinking like, oh my God, I need to do the laundry or tomorrow I need to post this content or like I need to get, you know, new supplies for the spa for this. Like, I feel like every time I was having sex, like I wouldn't mean to do this, but I would be thinking about other stuff and I would be preoccupied in my brain because I just like never could slow down. So yeah, I think that's my answer. A lot of layers there to the, but sex is, you know, it's hard. Yeah. I don't, yeah, it's just hard. Savannah and I both aren't very sexual people. Mm -mm. And it's not anything to do with my husband. I was like that with any partner. I'm just not a sexual girly. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Some people are like really into sex. That's true. And I'm just not Not. that person. (laughs) Like I really am good. Um, Best products for hormonal acne that you carry. Um, Also, I'm pregnant. Okay. Well... Hormonal acne has to be treated internally. Honestly, there are products that can help for sure, like retinoids and benzoyl peroxide. Um, But if you're pregnant, I would definitely ask your doctor if it's okay for you to use retinoid while pregnant. But you can use benzoyl peroxide. Really? Mm -hmm. Didn't know that. Under 5%. Who's that? Maria. Oh. Do you and Lance fight? (laughs) Yeah, but we don't really fight. We like bicker. Yeah, bicker bicker it's like we don't like fight fight like i me and lance have literally never been in like a blowout like fight like we're gonna go sleep at your mom's yeah no (laughs) we just like bicker like normal couple shit um people that don't fight or like bicker scare me like that's weird wait what people that like don't bicker with their like partner like that's scary yeah like okay like something's going on behind closed doors yeah why do derms recommend over-the-counter products, but Estes don't? I would say because of kickbacks, for sure. And they're honestly uneducated in good skincare products, and they just don't want anything to, like, counteract, you know, the medications they're putting people on. So they just want, like, basic and general stuff. And a lot of derms are very versed in skincare, but there are a lot, too, that really are focusing on, like, mole removals and, like, yeah. you know, basal cell carcinoma and can skin cancer like more important things well not that skincare is not important but you know what i'm saying like bigger derm stuff like Like life or death things yeah like they're worried more about like scabies and you know dermatitis and eczema and rashes and they're not like thinking about like pigmentation on the skin and like you know it's just there's different type of niches just like in aesthetics you know there's some estheticians that are really good at doing lashes there's some that are good at waxing there's some that are really corrective skincare there's others that are really good at facial massage and lymphatic drainage same thing with derms you have different specialties so um it really just depends on what kind of dermatologist you're seeing and where they specialize 
your thoughts on doing a peel on a client who is on Accutane? Um, it depends on the dose of Accutane, but I usually steer clear 100%, but the dosing does matter. Because the thing is... The skin's just so dry and sensitive. Like, basically, Accutane is literally just, like, the strongest vitamin A ever, so it's just literally drying out every oil gland in your entire body. What steps slash products would you recommend SCs to use in European slash hands-on style facials that are still results-driven? Example, extractions, type of exfoliation, dermaplaning, etc. Glymed's great. If you can get that in Europe. I don't know if it is in Europe. Probably. I feel like they were just... I don't know if they were saying they're European or they're just saying European-style facials. Oh, European-style facials. Yeah. I would do Glymed for sure. They have so many things you can mix and match and cocktail. I loved working with Glymed when I was doing more European-style facials because... You kind of feel like a chemist. Like you can like use the CBD booster and so many different steps. They have a little oxygen powder, sulfur powder. There's just so much you can mix. I like. I miss those days. They're so fun. I miss those days too. Okay, I miss the days you paid me. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Touche. Okay, our last question before we go into part two. Mm-hmm. Who is the best candidate for a just nurse peel? I would say the Justner peel is like for everybody. Yeah, that's it's like so good. It's so all. mild. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. Because that one has like TCA, salicylic, and resorcinol. Yeah, that's a good peel. She's a good peel. I love her. But is there like? I would say you know, mild acne, aging, dullness, pigment. I mean, honestly, I think everyone can use a Jessner's peel. I freaking love a Jessner's peel. It's my favorite peel to do on myself. Like the results from it. Ugh. Yes. We haven't done peels in a long time. On ourselves. I know we need to do it this year. We should have done it before Italy. I know. It's too late. And do you know the morphin' me? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, y'all. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Q&As with Savannah. Yay. Your SD bestie. And Tai Tai. And Tai Tai. Your, Your human non-SD bestie. <laughs> um, okay. And we will see you next week for a part two with the rest of y'all's questions. See y'all Monday. Bye. Bye. Bye.